welcome everyone. My name is Aramos. I've been an advisor for 23 years. I'm my, my co-host uh, Andy is here with me as well. And we have a special guest today in uh, Stephen Lafarette. He's going to be uh, answering some questions about how he's built his practice here at Planswell. So we're really excited to have him along. Welcome, Stephen. Hi, thanks for having me, guys. Pleasure to be here. Well, thank Pleasure you for to making, have you. Yeah, thank you. For, thank you for making the time. Uh, just before we get started, just a quick reminder, you know, who this show is for. Um, Andy and I are very passionate about helping advisors. We're very passionate about the industry. We want to make sure that clients get a good experience, but also the advisors themselves. So really this show is for advisors by advisors. And our whole purpose here is to bring in uh, special guests like Stephen, for instance, today, uh, talk about proven strategies from other partners or even other advisors outside of Planswell. And a lot of times the topics that we bring up um, come from peer-to-peer -peer groups such as PlanCraft here at Planswell. But again, most importantly, I think the, the takeaway here is we are here for you and we want you to grow. And that's the reason why we have these sessions. So with that, I'm going to officially introduce Stephen Lafarette. He is from Edward Jones. Uh, welcome, welcome, welcome. Why don't you give us a little bit of info as to who you are, um, how long you've been an advisor and maybe how long you've been with Planswell. Sure. Uh, I got started in June of 2018. So I've been an advisor we coming up uh, on my fifth year, starting my fifth year. Um, I've been with Planswell about 18 months, actually a little bit longer. It'll be a couple of years, I think August or, or July. And I got turned on from a friend, not really a friend, a, a coworker, a colleague. And we both started it together and, and I liked it. It was really convenient and efficient and I just stayed on it. Uh, my colleague moved on and, and I stayed on. Okay, that's great. So can you tell us a little bit about your practice? Do you do everything, insurance, investments, mortgages? Do you specialize in something? I, I'm pretty familiar with Edward Jones but I know each advisor kind of has their own kind of niche market they work on sometimes as well. So tell us a little bit about what you do. Um, well, I do the, the standard Jones um, approach, you know, financial planning first, um, goal setting, things like that. Investments, obviously. And then generally at Edward Jones, up here in Canada anyways, there's not a lot of insurance, but um, I'm trying to work that into my practice. So I guess that could be like a specialty. I don't really have a niche uh, that I work with per se. Uh, so I haven't narrowed it down, but insurance is de definitely something I want to add to my practice. And with the platform, Planswell's platform, it's going to be really good. It's already kind of working. It's just I got to get in the habit of of working it in there, you know, because um, in my practice right now, it's mainly planning in and investments. Oh, Stephen, we we definitely have to talk, buddy. I can I can tack on insurance <laughs> to any client. I got got yeah. lots of silver bullet lines for that one. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people um, at Jones, you know, it's a it's a really good business driver right for your bottom line but honestly some advisors don't do any zero just because well i can't say one reason but 
just the the whole conversation, right? And, and Planswell has that advisor HQ. And I used it once actually around there a few times to just keep it in my mind, right? That's what we got to do. So I'm excited. That's great. Of course, you're going to want multiple streams of income. So take advantage of the insurance stuff. And Andy, it's funny, you just jumped right in there because I was going to defer right back to you because I know you're a big insurance guy. So uh, yeah, absolutely. I think maybe you and Steven should, should talk um, offline and give him some pointers because there's a lot of money there for sure. And Steven's already having success. And imagine what's going to happen if he throws insurance in there as well. It's going to be absolutely huge. Well, Steven also has the opportunity with mortgages as well. So uh, I can get that I can get that firing with you. I, I got that right, Steven, right up here. You guys have a referral program with uh, Manulife. Yeah, yeah, we do. Actually, I've done a couple, but see, that's another area that very few advisors work on. And to tell you the truth, I never even thought of incorporating that into um, into Planswell. But now that you mention it, yeah, there is that refinance, right? Absolutely. <laughs> it's a huge opportunity, huge, huge opportunity. And yeah. I don't want to be a, do a plug for the Manulife One, but it's an awesome product. And uh, I, can I could talk to you all day about it. Perfect. Anytime. Yeah. No, that's great. No, fantastic. And uh, Steve, uh, the next question I wanted to ask you was, I, like, I know Edward Jones, they're famous for knocking on doors. They're all about community, which is fantastic. But, you know, what got you to maybe step away, if you stepped away from door knocking and to come towards plans well? Because it's a little bit of a different uh, shift in marketing, right? Yeah, it is. It is a little, sh yeah, the shift in marketing, sure. But the prospecting is almost identical, really. Um, what got me away from the door knocking was COVID. So we couldn't door knock anymore. Um, and then my colleague introduced me to Planswell and it's very similar to door knocking, right? Like, except you've removed the first step of door knocking. So when you go door knocking, you actually got to have somebody home, right? So this person's already home. I Planswell, you got the plan. So they'll probably answer the phone, right? Next, the person that you knock on the door, are they even interested at all? But you know they're interested with plans well because they took the time to fill out that plan, you know? And I use that sometimes, you know, to deal with some, some tougher objections, you know? But um, so now you have somebody who's interested so when you door knock, if they're interested, I could usually get the number, you know, as soon as they came with some engaging, yeah, I've been thinking about my retirement. Great. Let me get your number. We'll set up a time. That's enough. Even if people just want to get you off their doorstep, right? Now, when I call you to try to book the meeting, that's, that's pretty much plans well, right? Some, they were thinking now is not a good time. Some are really keen, right? So it's a, it's a very good, um, it was a very good preparation for the phone calls, I think. Okay. And yeah. how do they compare? Sorry, Andy, oh, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, sorry, the question I was going to ask was, so now you've had some experience door knocking and you have some experience making phone calls with plans. Well, how do they compare? Is one better than the other? Are the numbers better one way or the other? Yeah, it's almost like two years of each really right now. So it's almost equal um 
The connection with the door knocking, I'll say about the door knocking first. Connection, seeing somebody, that's different. Like the people I door knock, they're really good clients, right? Those ones, they're pretty, the bond is, is really good there because you meet them. With plans, well, you don't have that at first, but you do have really people who are happy that you call. People who are engaged and enthusiastic about, you know, working together or even just reviewing their plan. People that you think you can help. So that's good. So as far as the relationship and connection, it's almost the same. The numbers, the numbers that are in Planswell are a lot bigger than what I would see door knocking. And I'm outside Vancouver. So my area is not... It's not impoverished. It's, it's a well-off area. But the problem is that I don't think we would be get, getting to the doors in West Vancouver, right? Behind the big hedges and the, and the walls. And you may get those people on plans well. I've seen some very big numbers, bigger than what I usually saw at door knocking. So... I'd have to give the edge to plans. Well, you know, as far as would I rather door knock or in the efficiency, obviously, right? Right. So what else can you tell us? I mean, you're, you're, make, you're making the calls. You're, you feel comfortable making them, obviously. Um, is there something that you do to kind of get in the zone before you start making those calls? Like, do you have any expectations? Uh, what would you say your, maybe your ratios are between the actual people that you get from plans well versus... Uh, conversations that you're getting um well i usually the script is pretty internalized at this point i'd say for me um always try to anticipate the objection right don't go in and thinking that the person's just gonna you know want to talk to you just anticipate you know some pushback and then deal with the first initial wave and then get into a conversation, you know, and have realistic expectations. That's huge, right? You mentioned something off camera, Stephen, which I think is really, really key. And it, maybe if you could talk about that, you kind of, you kind of are leaning much more into the curiosity factor, right? Like probably lots of people say, oh, I was just curious, or I was just checking it out. And, um, I think that's absolutely amazing. And that's probably been a turning point for a lot of advisors is not trying to, you know, win the person over with your, your charm immediately or whatever, or even try to get into selling. It's finding out what's, why did they do this? Right. Yeah. The curiosity. I watched that um, a couple of times now, first time when it first came out and then, I'm working that in for other, other things. Um, some of my clients that I don't know that much about. Uh, so, but when I call, yeah, always, I'm always asking, you know, what'd you want to get out of it? How'd you like it? Really like, I change my mind. That's one thing I do. I really like try to put myself in their shoes and 
try to help them really right like honestly not trying to bring them on as a client so i call everybody for that reason even if they don't have money and i tell them we can schedule a 15 minute call and i'll give you some hints some tips you know and that is if they don't have money you just need to get started get disciplined do yourself a budget and that's all i have to talk to them about but you never know who they'll refer you to right but it keeps me in the mindset of wanting to help people and not digging into their plan and how much assets they have because that leads to poor conversations and and selling and that never works out that's right. actually a really good point and i've heard from many plans well partners that sometimes they make the phone call not seeing any assets there and then once they get into that conversation they realize there's lots of assets there they just didn't disclose them all has that happened to you yeah that's happened for sure definitely a couple times um or they'll know somebody like their mom you know their mother needs somebody mm -hmm. so you never oh, know. yeah the multi-generational opportunities are are fantastic you know and those, those conversations actually go quite well. It's like, oh yeah, our son or daughter was talking to you. They said you were really nice, you know? So how do I move my stuff over to you, <laughs> right? Yeah. And you just, you love that, right? And it's because you did the work on that first call and made that call about them and not about you. And it sounds like you've really tapped into that. So that's, uh, I'm not surprised that you've, you've been having success because that's really a key thing to to understand. Yeah, and Stephen mentioned the script already. I'm curious to know what other tools from Planswell are you using? Because uh, as an advisor coming into Planswell for the first time, I was really impressed with so many different tools and support and all these kinds of resources that really stood out to me. Uh, and unfortunately, most partners, I believe, aren't using the resources here at Planswell to its full potential. Now, you mentioned the scripting. Maybe walk me through, you know, are you using it word for word? Did you internalize it? And what other tools or resources at Planswell are you using? Yeah, we played around with it a lot. I played around with it a lot at the beginning, you know. Um, and I was just talking to another guy um, about it because he does Planswell too and he's working on a script. He just started and I said, why do you change the script? You know, I asked him, why did I change it? Why do you change it? Why are we changing it? You know, and um, I thought he would say, oh, does it sound better to the client? Right. But he didn't. He's a smart guy. He was like, so it sounds more natural. I'm like, exactly. That's why you change it. So it sounds in your words, you know, so it's more natural. Not who cares what the clients are hearing or the prospects. It's how you deliver it. So. Um, the script, yeah, we internalized it, played around with it. It's, it's good. I use the other um, webinars. I use the one for insurance. I think in the first few minutes, it just said, you know, why insurance and a couple reasons why you have it. And it just put it in there. So when I was calling, I was talking to a guy. Sometimes you get people on there who, you know, they don't want to do the investments or something, but you have another avenue with the insurance. And I had that in my mind, right? Just, hey, this is one of the reasons why, you know, hey, look, you've done very well. 
maybe you want to look at protecting your family or I forget the wording, but it worked, right? But I wouldn't have, I probably wouldn't have said it if I wasn't in there, you know, for a few minutes before I make the call. So that's one way I, I use it, but. And what about PlanCraft? Do you attend some of those sessions? Have you attended in the past? Yeah, I've gone to a couple of them. They're good. They work. Like you get together, you get um, ideas from people. I think that's what put me on the um, the curiosity. Everybody was talking about that one, you know, that webinar. And so got me curious. So I went in, I checked it out. And um, yeah, it's good for just the calls in general. But now I'm I'm using it in my with my existing clients because sometimes like when i door knocked them i just door knocked them it was all focused on the assets and bringing it over and you know when you're growing your business you're not as focused on really 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 understanding your clients you know you got two things that you have to do and so that kind of I guess needed improvement. So now I'm learning how to ask why and, and the important follow-up questions that sometimes when you're new, you feel like, ah, I don't know if I can ask that question, right? That makes total sense. So I'm curious, you know, you've been doing this for, I guess, 15, 16 months. How many clients have you got since that time? Oh no. Like you've lost track. That's a, that's a good thing. If you've lost track. Yeah, how many I, honestly, like I would say a good, like of the really good ones, real good, good 10 to 12 or so really nice ones, you know? Um, and then a lot of like little feeders where I actually did help people you know with smaller assets so probably 10 or 10 or 12 10 of those 12 of those so i'd say like in 16 18 months probably like 20 20 some 24 that's great that's uh more than one client per month now of course there's going to be some good ones and some i wouldn't call them bad but maybe smaller account sizes but overall, is it making sense financially? I mean, are you making more money than you're investing at Planswell? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, like a lot of them. So we had the biggest, or what, the 50, 50 numbers is what we had at the beginning. And uh, so that's why I brought in, you know, a lot. But then what I have is a group of other advisors that use it. So we split it up between us, you know, so now... I'm a little bit more selective. I only have about 10 numbers a month and there's five of us. So uh, I've got to be a little bit more selective. It's, it's good. Before I, it's almost, it, it's always there. It's very consistent. The numbers are coming in. So you got to find time to call them. That's another good point I was going to mention is that once you get on, it's kind of like you paid for your gym membership, right? You got to, get on the treadmill. You got to get on the phone. You paid for it. They're piling up. You're getting the emails. And then you're like, I want to go home, but oh, I better grab the, you know, I better grab the phone. So 
it's good that way too. Forces you a little bit. It's interesting you mentioned that. I know Andy will chime in as well, but you know, I get to have a lot of conversations with advisors uh, many times for good reasons. They want to share their stories or they want to share what they're doing that's working. And then sometimes people call and they want like a coaching call with me to maybe talk about what they're struggling through. And once you dig down a little bit deep, it's always the same thing. I, I, I wish I should, I should probably start recording some of these mess, some of these conversations. It seems like every single person that follows the plan, they, they internalize the script, they make the calls as soon as they get the email or shortly after, you know, they, they attend the phone, they, 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 they attend, you know, Andy and Emerald's live and they get the points and they, the talking points and they go to plan craft and they get ideas. They're always successful. It's crazy. The ones that are struggling, once you dig a little bit deeper, it's always the same thing. Well, I didn't like the script, so I changed it or I don't use it. Uh, what's plan craft? Uh, Andy and Emerald's live, never heard of it. It's the same thing over and over again. It's crazy to me. There's a proven system that absolutely 100% works and yet people still want to either change it or or they don't do it. So Stephen, you mentioned it kind of forces you to make the calls. You're making the calls. That's that's the key, right? And now Andy's got a lot to say about this. Well, you know, I when I talk to advisors, I I, I remember I remember one guy early on, you know, was kind of freaking out and he's like, I haven't had any success. And I'm like, you've been doing this for two weeks, man. And so we had a conversation. I said, are you are you following the script? Have you shown up for office hours? Have you, you know, used any of the templates? And, you know, at first it was like, yeah, 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 I did all that. And then when we got to the bottom, he's like, well, actually, no. And I said, so let me get this straight. You didn't follow the recipe. You didn't use the ingredients. And you're wondering why the cake didn't turn out. Is that what I'm hearing? He's like, yeah, OK. And I said, OK, so are you going to actually put the effort in and do it? And he goes, yeah, okay, okay. I swear, like two days later, I got a panic text saying, oh my God, I booked like three consultations. What am I supposed to do now? <laughs> you know, and I was like, I was like, okay, so it's not plans well, is it? And he goes, no, it was me. I wasn't doing the things and thanks for calling me out on that and, and doing it respectfully, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but, but that's really it, you know, and some advisors say, oh, that advisor just got lucky. There is no luck. It's when opportunity meets preparation, that's luck, right? And that's what this is about, is being consistent, having a process and showing up. I think you said it, Stephen, off camera before, you know, kind of saying it's, it's showing up, right? That's what's gonna lead to success. And giving it time, right? Rome wasn't built in a day, you can't, and the life cycle of closing a client can be anywhere from immediate to six months, right? It's sometimes it's a long play. Exactly. So Stephen, um, tell me a little bit, I know you have, have got some amazing success. 20 plus 20, 25 clients is fantastic. Usually one client more than pays for the investment that plans well. So it's great to see that you're doing really, really well. Um, what do you think is the secret sauce at plans? Like what do you feel is, makes plans well different from maybe some of the other things that you've done, including door knocking or any other lead generation companies you may have used or not. And what are you saying to your colleagues? Is it something you would recommend? Uh, yeah, for sure. Like I said, I have a group of guys who, who do it. So um, like I just brought in somebody like, I don't even count those guys. 
you know, but somebody just brought in 350 and another guy brought in somebody over five, five hundred thousand um, in the last couple months. So I'm always telling guys, you know, if they're struggling to, to get numbers, to have people to call, this is a good system, you know, it's always coming in. You don't have to go out, prospect. Yeah, it's, it's good value, you know, plus the advisor HQ is really, it's huge. It's, yeah, it's cheap, you know, you get the leads. Those are fairly, fairly priced, but the whole advisor HQ and everything that you guys do, you know, on the side is, is bonus. And that's, I don't know, if you put your, your practice on this regimen, like the plans well, if you hook your practice, hook the cart to that horse, you'll do really well. But Andy has to fill me in on the insurance part, but absolutely maybe a little bit on the mortgage, but even after just doing a third or two thirds, only hitting two thirds of it um, in all areas, it's, it's great. I'm excited all the time about it. Happy. I'm happy. I'm on plans. Well, yeah. A question came in asking uh, how you internalize your script. Like, was it something major that you changed or you just kind of changed a few things around to make it seem more natural for you? Um, say it about a million times. <laughs> <laughs> right? That's, yeah, a million times. When I door knocked, I worked on that ruthlessly. I had, uh, I had a friend come up, stay with me. And uh, when I was going through my training at Ever Jones, and I was like, yeah, come on up. Cause I was, went back to Toronto for that and hang out. Well, the hangout was knock, knock, right. I make him answer the door and I go through the script to the point, <laughs> to the point at night, he's going to bed. It's like, yeah, what a day. Yeah. Good night, man. I'm like, knock, knock. He's like, shut up, you know, just do it over and over in the shower. You know, if you got to put it on cue cards, when you stop at a red light, read the cue cards, handle objections. I did all that kind of stuff. Be a, be a student of the sales game. It's so true. And when I was training my advisors, I always used to tell them that imagine you have an exam to write and you already know all the questions before you sit down to write that exam. Would you do well? Of course you would, right? At the end of the day, like how many actual objections are there? Four or five? I mean, there's different variations of the same objection over and over again. But at the end of the day, it's the same four or five objections. And if you can nail those, you're pretty much done, right? But most people don't even do that. They don't even learn how to handle those four or five objections. And it seems like you have done the legwork to uh, get you to the point where you can handle the objections. And that's why you've closed 20, 25 clients, which I think is fantastic. Yep, absolutely. I, I think you're, you're a testament to what, uh, you know, showing up and being consistent and persistent can really turn into, right? And uh, actually, I was going to say what you were just, you're about to show there almost, but I'll let you, you take it back there because I thought that was really something important. Yeah, I mean, what, what I'm getting from this, and, and thank you, Stephen, and, and feel free to jump in as well. You know, a big reason why 
successful advisors successful is because they look at their career as a business and not as a job. The ones that are unsuccessful usually look at it the other way around. They think, okay, it's, it's a job, but it's not a job, right? At the end of the day, plans well, for instance, or any prospecting or education, is it an expense or is it an investment? I mean, Stephen, if I asked you how you look at plans well, do you look at it as an expense or do you look at it as an investment? Oh, it's an investment, right? Of course, expense costs you money. An investment is, yeah, you pay a little bit up front, but then you make money in the long run. So in the end, it actually, it's making you money. It's not really an expense. And it's not just plans. Well, it's everything you do as an advisor uh, when it comes to growing your business. I also used to teach my advisors too, you don't earn an income, you generate revenue. So never look at it as, you know, I, I make whatever, 50,000, 100,000, $200,000. You're driving revenue and you want to increase your revenue. You know, one of the things I would do every single year is sit down with my advisors and we do like a coaching session as to goal setting for the following year. And, you know, every once in a while, someone would say, well, I need to cut my expenses, whether it's their assistant or seminars or marketing, whatever it is. And I would ask them why. And they would say something along the lines of, I have an expense problem. You know, my expenses are too high. And I would always reiterate over and over again, you, you cannot have an expense problem. As a business owner, as an entrepreneur, as a financial advisor, you cannot have an expense problem. If you don't have enough money at the end of the month, what you have is a revenue problem, not an expense problem. And especially now with inflation, we as advisors have the opportunity to generate as much income as we want. There's no one stopping us. So whether you want to earn an extra 10000 next year or an extra 100000 next year or an extra million dollars next year, at the end of the day, it's in our hands to make that money. So you never have an expense problem. It's always a revenue problem. I don't know, Stephen, would you agree with that? Yeah, for sure. Right. COVID kind of taught you that, you know, you have um, everybody who's worried. So everybody kind of uh, knuckled up and pushed hard. You can see what you can do when you kind of focus, right. When some of the distractions are removed from your life. So that helped me too. A little bit that gave me extra time to focus on plans well pick up the phone right andy yeah i mean i think it's uh you know i think i think all of this is 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 so great and you know having been a brand new to this industry four years ago and knowing nothing um it was really all about being open-minded and you know considering myself to be a you know continuous learner right? I don't know everything. And there's always somebody that's doing something better than me. And, you know, when you can tap into what thousands of other advisors have done to be successful, well, <laughs> you're, you're so far ahead of the game. And I, I tell advisors all the time when they're humming and hawing about giving plans, well, a shot, I'm like, well, listen, you do whatever you want, but you have a choice. Do you want to ride the wave into the future where obviously the landscape is changing to a more digital online uh, situation or do you want to be playing catch up in a couple of years and you're never going to make up for that lost opportunity you know and we talk about expenses there's nothing more expensive than a missed opportunity in my mind yeah that's well said andy that was that's a great way to end this off uh quick reminder everyone we're always looking for feedback for our shows Welcome comments, ideas for future content, whatever you, uh, your heart desires, reach out to me at airmos at planswell.com. Uh, happy to accommodate and happy to create content based on what you yourself are looking for out there as well. 
Stephen, I cannot thank you enough for um, joining us this morning or afternoon, depending which time zone you're in. You've been a wonderful guest and I wish you continued success, my friend. Thank you guys, it was a pleasure. And for those of you who are um, not partnered with Planswell yet, um, I'm sure one of us has reached out to you to invite you to this. If you want to know more about it, please reach out to them. You can also email Ermos at Ermos uh, at planswell.com and uh, can connect you there. But, uh, you know, the thing I say to advisors all the time with, especially when you can have a, a trial of the plan of Planswell and see everything that we were talking about here today, you have nothing to lose and everything to gain. So, uh, you know, if you don't want to invest in your future, uh, you know, if not now, then when, you know, it's now's the time to do it. Well said, sir. Thank you very much, everyone. Have a wonderful week and we'll see you uh, next week. Thank you. Thanks, Stephen. Thanks, Aramos. Thanks.